are now listening to a very special message from Joy Community Church. Very thoughtful and kind, Christopher. Right, Thank you. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, you weren't here on Friday, so I thought I'd give you a little taste of what it was like. I, 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 yeah, j- just, you know, stay with me. I mean, it's Vision Sunday, you know. Have a vision that this is actually could work right now, yeah. So I just wanted to ask you, you know, who is the most wonderful comedian in the Bible? Samson, he brought the house down. I thought, I just wanted you to have a taste of what happened on Friday night. Some of you are going, boy, I'm glad I didn't come. (laughs) But you know, what a wonderful opportunity to enjoy fellowship. And do you know it is so good to laugh together? You know, especially in the seasons that we have just come through, just to be together and laugh together, to have some extracurricular activities, I guess, like a, a dinner theater or a talent show or a sledding party in two weeks, just to get together and reconnect. I mean, just life can get so, so in the zone and on the highway at top speed, we forget to put the brakes on and say, wait, 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 what, what has God called us to be together for? And so uh, it was just so wonderful to engage in great fellowship on, Saturday, uh, on Friday evening. And hey, for those who cooked, I'm telling you, that was A, that was awesome. Frank actually snuck some home. I watched him leave the building with trays of food. He, he, he just loved to, to, you know, to take advantage of a good situation. Didn't you, Frankie? <laughs> so, um, well, I'm really uh, glad to be here and, uh, I want to talk to you about the vision for 2023 and um, what God wants to do here at Joy through all of us as we seek him, as we call out on his name, as we worship him, as we pray together, and as we pursue the heart of God in all matters. So, uh, and last fall, I fervently was seeking the Lord and uh, for the direction of joy for 2023. And uh, just waiting on the Lord, fasting, praying, just trying to keep my ear to his heart. Like, what are, you, what are you speaking for us? What do you have for us? And there was one word that kind of seemed to ruminate within my heart, within my spirit. And that word was engage, engage. And I sensed the Lord wanted joy to create various opportunities of fellowship, various activities to bring us back together, to bring the people who are watching on a weekly basis, and they're, they're not in fellowship. They're still online. They're still on Facebook. Some have to be on Facebook. I get it. But boy, would it be nice for the whole body to be seated here in this sanctuary, moving forward in the things of the Lord. Amen? Amen? And I get how necessary it is to have YouTube and, but can I, or, or Facebook, but they do not replace the, 
the fellowship of the saints. They do not replace the presence of God. They do not replace the power that moves when people gather together, when people gather together. And that's exactly what I feel God saying, I want to gather you back together. And I want to gather others to you. And I want to gather from the highways, the byways, from even the four corners of the earth. I want to bring them to Joy Community Church. That's what I have a sense of this engaging with the Lord. He wants us to belong. He wants us to mesh together. He wants us to participate together, to enjoy one another, to laugh together, to eat together, and to just rediscover the value of wonderful relationship that we have with one another. I'm convinced that the Lord wants to inspire, to attract, and to ignite faith, to ignite a fire, to breathe afresh upon his people. People have been burdened. They walk around and their shoulders are draped over and their spirits are heavy. And God's saying, I want to lift my people up. I want to breathe into my people. I want to awaken my people. I want a a fresh fire in the heart of my people. I want my people to have a, just when they walk into a space or walk into a, a group of people, something about who they are begins a conversation of, what is it about you? What is it about you? And you get to share what it is about you. Um, God wants to do that. He wants you to be ignited uh, and engaged with the faith that he gave you, but he wants it to grow. He wants to expand it, and he wants your faith to be the stirring agent that awakens other people's faith in him. God is inviting us to engage people so that they can discover his good, his perfect will for their lives. So many people lack vision. So many people have no rhyme or reason why they're living their lives today. They wake up in the morning and they go to bed at night and they don't have an eternal purpose. And God's saying, Joy Community Church, you understand what it is to have an eternal purpose and I need you to be my heart. I need you to be my eyes. I need you to be my ears. I need you to be my hands, my feet, my heart. I need to send you to the people of this community. I want to awaken that in you. Post-COVID has presented some eye-opening stats regarding today's family and the spiritual condition of people's lives. And these stats were taken from surveys done by Pew Research Center and uh, Survey Center on American Life for 2022. They were saying that on an average... 55% of all Americans engage in four hours daily of television. That's a lot of TV. American families are engaging only in 37 minutes of quality time with each other a day. That's in 2022. 66% of U.S. adults are engaged in spending times with their friends. That's gone up 5% from actual the COVID period. So that's actually increasing. 47% of adults are engaging in faith. However, four out of of 10 
10, young adults have chosen not to engage in religious faith any longer. That's since COVID. So whatever was happening in the younger generation, now that has actually increased with how many are, are not going to service at this moment. That's huge. That concerns me. And it should concern us. I said it should concern us. Should concern us. Post-COVID, now this is something that's interesting because I've seen it. I've seen it in the church, but I've heard it from other organizations. That 33% of the people have chosen to engage in some form of volunteer work. That was higher, way higher before COVID, and it's at 33%. Now, at Joy, that's not the stat, amen? amen? Which is a blessing. And so our stat is above 60% for sure. Uh, and then, this, this is a new one since COVID, that more people, instead of spending time in their house, now, since COVID has completed, 71% of the people are spent engaging in being outdoors and experiencing nature. That's increased substantially, 71%. So these stats give us insight of how we need to engage and lead people into discovering fellowship with God and then with Joy Community Church. As you can see, I have up here on the wall this big, big banner. Did you see it yet? I didn't know if you noticed it. So here we go. This was actually designed by Michael Carpenter from our congregation, and the one out in the lobby as well. And engaging as a community so we can welcome others into community. I asked the Lord to give me kind of like a, just a, a theme and a, and a saying that will help us to really capitalize the vision of where we're going in 2023. And so if we don't engage together, if we don't spend time together, if we don't serve together, if we don't pray together, if we don't worship together, if we don't stand by each other together, how do we expect, oh, we can do lots of activities. We're good. Joy is fabulous at doing lots of outreach and activities. It's getting the people into the church. It's getting the people into small groups. It's, it's to get people into coming to a recharge meeting where they can meet God and be ministered to, right? That's where, that's the difficulty we face on a regular basis. And it's not that we don't have enough chairs. There's another room filled with more chairs. We have the chairs. We just need to do the inviting. We just need to do the outreach. We just need to bring people in through fellowship to doing what God's doing. And so we can welcome others into our community here at Joy where they can find the saving grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's my heart. And people say, well, Pastor James, that's because you are an evangelist. Can I tell you that my spiritual gift is not evangelism? That is not my spiritual gift. But I understand how I got saved, and I understand who prayed for me to get saved, and I understand who discipled me so I would remain saved, and then I understand of what God has done to actually map out a journey so that I can actually reach glory land someday. 
I'm blessed to be able to do that, and I want that for other people. And so I'm desperate to see people come to the saving knowledge of Christ. Not because I'm, a, I'm an evangelist, but because I've been touched by the saving grace, by the power of the Holy Spirit, and by the love of Jesus Christ. I don't know if you've been touched that way, but we should hear a shout in this place this morning if you've been touched by the grace and love and forgiveness of our Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, sirree. So we're engaging as a community, and through the next few months, we're going to be talking how we're going to be doing that. And we're going to welcome others into this community, and we're going to be more purposed in doing that. You just don't leave it to, you know, the extroverts. Let the extroverts do that. Oh, Pastor James, go ahead. No, 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 no. We're all commissioned to do it. It's on God's heart. And so I want to break down for you an, an acronym uh, for the word engage to help us as we engage the community around joy, community church. And the first word of engage is in encouraging. And we see in 1 Thessalonians two, uh, 3 verse 2 that Paul sent Timothy who is our brother and co-worker in God's service in spreading the gospel of Christ to strengthen and encourage you in your faith. And it says in 1 Thessalonians that Paul couldn't stand it because he was hearing that the Thessalonians were really struggling. You have to remember, this was a first-generational church. This was a brand-new baby church. Joy is not a brand-new baby church. Right? We're into our second generation. And so here he is, and he's concerned, and he's like, I can't stand it, so I'm going to, I'm, I'm in Athens, and I can't come to you, so I'm going to send Timothy. What does he do? He sends the next generation. He says, I'm not the whole responsibility here. I'm going to bring the next generation to you. As a matter of fact, he's a son in the faith. I've led him to Christ, and now I've trained him, I've equipped him, and he is capable of meeting your needs. As a matter of fact, Timothy, my son, is a pastor. He's been called to pastor. So I'm sending him to you. I know he's young, but you can trust that he has the word of the Lord for you today. That's what God wants to do here at Joy. That's what God wants to do. He's saying there are a lot of people who have a lot of things that God has in their hearts and in their spirits. He wants to raise up people in this congregation to do specific things like Timothy was, to encourage the body of Christ. And so this young church was going through tribulation. They were being persecuted. And what the enemy does with young believers and brand new churches is he does everything he can to set off their faith, discourage them in faith, because if he can do that, then they shut down and they stop moving forward. Can I say, Joey, even though we've been here for decades, there are seasons where we shut down and we stop moving forward. And if we're going to engage together, we have to come to a realization we need each other desperately. 
We have to realize that everybody has something to bring to the table. And that I don't have to be shy and say, well, they might not want to do that. No, 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 no. Maybe God might want them to do that. Amen? Maybe God might want you to do something. It shouldn't have to take me to come and ask you. Maybe it's the Holy Spirit who's tapping on your heart and saying, right now, it's time. Let's go. Let's go. And so Paul was concerned that Satan would tempt these new believers and what he would do is shut the gospel down in the Thessalonian church. And that's what COVID tried to do. Shut the gospel down and the effectiveness of God's people. Can I tell you, I meet with pastors all the time and they're recouping every week something new because of what was taken away through COVID. But I was so happy that even when this was not even like this, we were outdoors and what were we duping? Du duping. What were we duping? We were duping a lot of good things. <laughs> and we were out there, we were worshiping. We were out there and testimonies were still happening. We were out there six feet apart, but we could still smell each other's cologne. The only thing we couldn't smell was bad breath because we had our masks on. But we were together. We were together. God kept us together. And what he does is he goes after your faith. And he tries to shut it down because faith is the motivating factor. It's the engine of your spirit. It's the gasoline in your tank. It's when your faith is touched that your trust and your belief in the impossible things that you're not capable of doing. We always want to do what we're capable of. And God's saying, I'm looking for people who will admit they're not capable and let me make them capable. That takes faith. We don't always have to be excellent at everything before we move. We have to say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Remember, I heard that a few weeks ago. Yes, Lord. Right, Terry? Yes, Lord. Yes, I thought you said that. And so here... Paul is saying, encourage them. I want you to encourage them, Timothy, in their faith. I want them to re-engage. And I want them, as a young church, as young believers, to stand their ground and tell the enemy he has no right to be here. I remember we were praying out in the parking lot during COVID. Pastor Dan, remember that? Behind the building. It was one of the red tent nights. Remember those red tent nights? Yeah. Those were pretty, pre, pretty thrilling. Those red tent nights. They were thrilling. They were wonderful. They were tough sometimes. <laughs> but they happened. I remember we were worshiping out in the back here. And then we started praying. And I did have this vision. And the vision was this that there was an angel, and the angel was in the midst of the city of Rochester, 
and he had this huge sword, and he, it, it was huge. This was one big, kind of big like Brian Riley, you know, big like that. And he took it, and he stabbed it in the center of the city, and he said, this city is mine. This city is mine. Don't let the enemy kid you. Don't let the enemy despair your heart. Do not let him discourage you. Don't let him weaken your faith. You stand in the gap right now. Do you think that revival has taken place because it's just taken place? No, it's because people all over the world have been praying for revival for the United States. It's not because God just selected that college. It's because all over the world, people are believing and hoping and saying, God, come afresh. Come and encourage your people. Come and strengthen your people. Come and invigorate your people. Come and ignite our hearts. Come and ignite our faith. Come meet us face to face, heart to heart. Come stir new worship in our midst. Come and bring the anointing to the word of God. Come, Lord God, and bring conviction so sinners will repent and come to Jesus Christ. Doesn't that excite you anymore? Doesn't that thrill your soul anymore? Isn't that why we're here today? We're not here to have another sermon. We're here because we love Jesus and we love what, he's, what he can do for other people. That's why we're here. And Paul knew that he had to encourage the Thessalonian church. Don't worry if we don't get this done. We'll get it done. We have a few weeks. I like what William Arthur Ward once said. I like this. This is a, I want you to listen to this quote because it really caught my attention. Flatter me, and I may not believe you. Criticize me, and I may not like you. Ignore me, and I may not forgive you. But encourage me, I will not forget you. It's easy to criticize. It's easy to backbite, gossip, slander. It's easy to tell people what they're, what, where they should be and what they should be doing. But it sure is hard to encourage. When you get people who encourage one another in love, something happens in the spirit realm. You shake off the burdens of life when you encourage. You challenge and breathe life into the soul that is weary, sometimes so weary, you don't, you're not even aware of the weariness of their spirit and their heart and their lives. And that one word of encouragement just breathes new life and hope and purpose into people's very beings. Paul understood that. And Timothy had the ability to go in and directly address the, the, the urgent issue of standing firm in their faith. I'm encouraging you today, right now, stand up if you can. Stand up. Stand up if you can. We're, we're engaging right now. Isn't that cool? We're engaging. We're standing up. And I'm going to pray for a release today of faith for you. 
And I just have in my heart, I've had a burden as I've worshipped all morning. And that whole, there's a wrestling going on of discouragement and heaviness and God, what are you doing in my life? And I hear this question in my spirit while I was worshiping. Why do I have to go through all this? That's what I heard. Why do I have to go through all this? And I don't have the answer for that. But he does. So Lord, I just pray right now upon Joy Community Church as we engage in your presence I pray right now, Father God, for the anointing of the Spirit of the living God to fall afresh upon your people. I pray, Father, that you would break off burdens, heaviness, oppression in Jesus' mighty name. I pray, Father, that you will speak words of hope, life, and encouragement to these saints this morning. I pray, Father, for an infusion of new faith an infusion that will stir us to new places of worship, will stir us to new places of seeking first the kingdom of God and your righteousness, will infuse us in such a way that we will agree and trust and believe that what you're asking us to do, you will make us capable to do. We pray, Father, that you will increase our faith that we will witness, Father, in our own lives, in our families, in our workplaces, in our neighborhoods, we would be used even to pray for the supernatural power of God to be ushered into situations. That, Father, you would give us words of wisdom, words of knowledge, discerning of heart, to walk into a situation with godly confidence, to lay our hands down on somebody and begin to pray and watch Victory come into their very lives. Healing come into their very lives. Restoration come into their very lives. Meaningful to come into their very lives. Purpose to be redefined. And those things where the enemy has bound, where the enemy has used strongholds to keep them oppressed, that oppression will be gone in the name of Jesus. Lord, we want to be people who speak by faith the name of Jesus. We believe there's power in the name of Jesus. We believe there's hope in the name of Jesus. We believe there's freedom in the name of Jesus. We believe, Father God, that you can save a soul through your Son, Jesus Christ. We pray for salvation. Salvation to come in the name of Jesus Christ. Let faith arise right now in this place in Jesus' name. I pray. Just start calling out. Just pray out. Just pray out. Just pray out. Engage in the Lord. Father, we just are trusting you right now. We're believing in you right now. We're yielding right now. We're surrendering right now. Glory. We exalt you, Lord God. We need you, Lord. We're desperate for you, Lord. Come and touch your people, Lord God. Oh, Lord, inspire us to godliness, Lord God. Oh, we need you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus.
You can take your seats in the wonderful presence of the Lord. Is he not awesome? He is good. As we, 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 we will be presented with engaging opportunities this year at, at Joy. Some we've designed and some we don't even know what's going to come down the pike yet. And part of the vision is realizing that when you choose to engage with the Holy Spirit, when you choose to engage with the purposes of God, when you choose to engage and be a vessel of Christ's love, you can't write that out in a vision statement. It just begins to happen. It's the life within the body that God is trying to inspire us in our togetherness. The enemy wants to push us farther and farther and farther apart. And the Lord is like, no, no, no. Come on, come on, come on, get together. Come on. I really am convinced that people need face-to-face encounters. I believe that there's a spiritual interface that occurs when you're in service on Sundays. I believe in my heart that those face-to-face connections begin to actually uh, bring life to new relationships, newfound friendships, a new sense of belonging, and then an understanding that as I fellowship, I definitely have a place amongst the believers. You see, the enemy wants you to think that you've been canceled out. The enemy wants you to believe that how you've been living your life up to this point, you have no reason for God to need you. That is such a lie. God needs every person seated in this room. And God needs every person watching me this morning on Facebook. He needs all of us. And then he needs this community. Can I tell you that? There are so many souls yet to be saved. God wants them in this body. God wants them to be a part of what he's doing in Rochester. And we're a part of it as well. And so face to face, heart to heart, spirit to spirit connection. That's how you engage. That's how, and we want to uh, encourage gatherings. We've had the dinner theater, a non-threatening way to bring people together. We had the wonderful uh, talent show with my amazing jokes. Um, <laughs> not. Um, and then we have a sliding party coming up in a few weeks. And then we're going to have some outdoor concerts this, sun, this summer. And we have some, a tailgating party. And we have other things for kids and youth that are, will be happening. And then we do all the other things that we do in the sense of outreaches as well. But really, the theme is engaging as a community, getting back together and fellowshipping together. And so that, there's been a disconnect here at Joy, you can feel it when there needs to be a celebration of people coming together. Amen. And that's what we want to do together. And so I'm, I'm encouraging you. We want to continue to invite and support and welcome people who attend all the various ministries that we offer. We want to make sure that those who are at the Hope Shop, that is not a church. Can I tell you? The Hope Shop is not a church. 
is an extension of the heart of Joy Community Church. This is the church, and that ministry belongs to Joy Community Church. It's not a separate identity, though it's a separate ministry building. It is not a church. This is the church, and we need to get those people into this church. Amen? Amen. Amen. Some people get that backwards. Just like we want people who attend uh, his, his branches or Joy Family Medicine, we want them here. If they're going to receive care, they can also receive spiritual care, right? And that's what, the, that's what the doctor's office was set up for, is to make sure that those needs were being met on all levels, spiritual, mentally, emotionally, physically. That's what that was set up to do through through physical and medical care, but to transfer and bring them and invite them to the various things that we do. And then we want to make sure that all our connections with the various schools is ramped up. Just because COVID, we've got to ramp that up. And I want to just thank uh, Kristen Riveros, who is on the go with the Pulse program. That's her after-school program. And then Cherise is still, she's got a full-time job, and she's still our youth director. She said, I'm, I'm willing to do it. And she's still ministering on a weekly basis to our youth. Uh, and could use some help, by the way. Um, she, she needs help. She doesn't need help. Her ministry needs help. <laughs> I better actually fix that. I don't want you all going, what's up with you, Cherise? Something wrong? So I just want to encourage you uh, that uh, we are really encouraging face-to-face, heart-to-heart, and spirit-to-spirit connections this year. I'm going to continue this talk next week. There's lots to go through. But if for those of you who are sitting here and you fill in the blank, you're the fill-in-the-blank people, let me give you the blanks because I know this will bother you. So we want to make sure that... What's that? Yes, well, I knew it. So, so the first one is E, so encouraging. The next one is what N, which is new. And the third is G, which is generations. The A is about, about, uh, about. I try to correct that, and I just can't. And then the G is God's. And then the E is eternal purpose, encouraging new generations about God's eternal purpose, engage. We can do that in 2023. We will see salvation come to the household of God, but we will see people also discovering God's eternal purpose for them in new ways. Well, let's pray. Father, we thank you for this day that you've given us. We thank you for the wonderful time of worship, prayer that we've had, fellowship that we've had. We thank you that you're commissioning us to engage uh, in 2023. And we ask, Lord God, that through uh, our gatherings and through our activities and through our outreaches and through our community groups and through the various uh, times we get together just to hang out and do life, God, would you visit us, your people. Visit us, your people. We are yours, Lord God. And we just thank you for what you're about to do here at Joy Community Church in 2023. Amen.
Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit us at joycc.info.